Thank you, paperboy. Paper, yeah. It's our time. One love. Welcome uh, back to the Paperboy Prince podcast. <laughs> Paper, yeah. I'm so happy to be here today and to make time to have this talk. This is going to be a fun one. <clears throat> this is going to be a fun one. It's going to be likely a long one. Uh, so much to talk about. I've paid for yeah one love welcome hey what's up everyone it has I hope y'all have had an amazing summer so far but we're officially one week into summer and we've had a great summer already stayed busy doing a bunch of stuff um we had our beach party we've done our some a bunch of events I've been hosting stuff we popped out at Pride, that was wild. Uh, <laughs> um, we were at NFT NYC. Man, there was a bunch of uh, uh, dope events that we were popping in and out and got to see a lot of influential people, got to see y'all. Um, our Facebook uh, ad came out, you know, um, which was super dope and i hope y'all got a chance to catch that on we're on the front page of facebook right now on their their social media um our grubhub these are all things that have happened since the last podcast so i'm just sharing that um and we got a a bunch more big stuff happening like i said i really enjoyed our juneteenth event we got to do one in flatbush at the african burial grounds got to do one at the love gallery and uh, now we're working on a bunch of new stuff, new content coming soon, a lot of, you know, the same stuff that you all have always loved. Now we're coming back, new album coming soon, a fire, fire album, z with a z coming. But the first one is so fire. I'm sitting here looking at the cover. I can't wait to show that to you all. So a lot of dope stuff coming. <laughs> paper yeah and uh this podcast is going to be about you know how we got to roe versus wade overturned and uh, i'm excited to talk to about talk about this um how we got to roe i'm put i'm putting that in as the pinned comment I'm so excited to talk about this because, and to have a podcast. Um, thank you so much, God, for allowing us to have this podcast and to be here and have this forum. Thank you. Uh, I'm so thankful because we can actually have this long form way to talk about these things and it not be something that is, you know, how can I say this? We have a long form way to talk about it and I don't have to just put it in a tweet or or a Instagram post or something where you can't get the full breath of what's going on. You know, a lot of folks want to say, oh, you need to speak up about this. You need to speak up about that. And the opportunities in the forums to speak up about things are limiting and they actually lead to more division and misinformation. <laughs> Paper, yeah. So right now, it's our time. Right now is the point where, you know, we're using this platform to actually help to educate, inspire, provoke thought, 
um, to learn, you know what I mean, for myself to learn, and yeah, to really speak out about some of this stuff that's going on. So uh, we're live on Instagram right now. Um, if you're watching, feel free to drop a comment. Feel free to ask a question. I know I might not, uh, I'm not interacting much with the chat right now, but you know, we have a lot to get through. So I will speak about certain things uh, that you all mentioned as irrelevant. Hopefully can come back to them uh, around the end. <laughs> Pay for, yeah. So now y'all know, I first off, today's voting day too when I'm doing this. So I'm gonna upload this today. But uh, today's voting day. So make sure you go vote. I voted. Yes, let me see if I got the thing in my uh, Still got it in my pocket. Mm. I voted. So make sure you go do that. And, you know, I used to be a person who was anti-voting and really thought that it didn't do anything to help. And one, this whole talk we're gonna have today is gonna help to show why, but two, I realized that so few people vote that you can have so much power in your community if you just go out. And it does decide a lot. Now, the granted, the people that are in there oftentimes don't do much to help us, and that's why I have helped to create this strategy where you don't only vote, but you you don't only vote, but you also run for office and you encourage your friends to run for office or you put pressure on the people that are in office. And that's why we're doing this together and we're like inspiring like real people, you know? Uh, so I, I wanna be clear about that. And a lot of folks that follow me live in small towns and stuff like that, where some of you have gotten elected on your school board and stuff like that. It's only so few people running, it's, it's you could do it. Um, but you, you know, voting is important for that reason. Because if you don't, then we have people that don't represent our community running our community. And they choose so much. They, like, it's simple stuff like when the clubs close that you might care about. You're like, oh, I don't care. But when the clubs close, how much parking tickets are, um, how good the schools are, uh, you know, what happens when folks get locked up. There's so many things going on. Um, that you think you care about, you know, you think you don't care about, but you do, that are affected or could be affected. So, <laughs> paper, yeah. Uh, and I love having high-level conversations. Y'all know I love having, like, I love talking about everything, so many things, but I prefer to have high-level conversations. And uh, so that's what we're going to do, and it's going to be on the Paperboy Prince podcast you can check it out everywhere on Apple, Spotify Music, uh, Spotify Music, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, all of these platforms, the podcast is there. And I hear what you're saying. You vote, but nothing's changing. You're right. Nothing is changing, but you have to get in the habit of doing this. So while the ch when the change comes, you're there and you're organized. I'm saying that voting isn't the only thing. I'm saying do everything else outside of voting. Go super hard with that. But add voting into your organization strategy because if you don't, someone else takes all that power over you. And they can literally just pass a law that says anybody that doesn't vote goes to jail or something like that. And then you have to sue to get that law undone. You see what I'm saying? It's just, we just lose so much power. Um, and it's so much power to be gained if, if like, I say that's what woke me up when I was like, oh my goodness, the amount of people that go to the Playboy Cardi concert, if they all voted, we could like do whatever we want. We could, pa we could pass everybody gets a pony law 
or I, I'm using these things as examples to say that it's literally that wide open. We can be as creative as we want for our society. We can make it fun or interesting or about things you care about, but it takes more organizing. And right now, the bad guys are so much better at organizing. They're so much more consistent. <clears throat> and it's really as simple as you organize or you die. It's that simple, right? And so that's why for me, I organize, I stay organized, I, and I help to train organizers. Um, and we're not afraid, you know? Again, we've gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with the head of police departments, toe-to-toe -to -toe with uh, attorney generals, toe-to-toe -to -toe with assembly members, senators, state senators, congresspeople, mayors, governor. This is what we do, right? And we got here uh, by being organized, knowing our stuff, and staying consistent. Consistency is so important. They expect you to fall off. But these things are won by consistency, you know? Um, so, and speaking of consistency, I have been talking my talk. We got a lot of points to get through. So this is going to be a fun one. If you want to listen and really get into it, uh, let me know. I've been talking my talk for a while. Share this live with folks, by the way, in this podcast. I've been talking my talk for a while. I dropped I Got the Governor Mad while Governor Como was in office. Before he was talking about that, all this, before the pandemic, I dropped I Got the Governor Mad. He said I'm too wild. He said I'm too rad. I talk for the people. You talk for the man. I got a list. We made a demand. I'm spreading love, but he hating again. We spreading love again. We spreading love again. I got the Governor Mad. I dropped that, and I predicted the downfall of Governor Andrew Como, right? Before I even... Paperboy political was a, you know, solidified in the local mainstream. Oh, my goodness. What are we even talking about? Um, <laughs> paper, yeah. I dropped this song that, that predicted this based on things that I was having, back, back channel conversations that I was having. We predicted a lot of stuff. This isn't me. This isn't about me uh, patting my back. On wins that we've had. <clears throat> and to answer your question, I see a question from Inspector Jenko here, which I will stop and answer because it's on my notes. Yes, I am running for office. I'm running for Congress. I haven't really promoted the campaign to kind of give you all a break, to give some folks on my team a break, to give myself a break, and kind of just to get reacclimated in what I do, which that's the arts and that's culture and that is inspiration and that is you know fashion that's design um that's mutual aid you know so i i kind of <clears throat> i took a break from promoting that and you know i'm not a politician uh, i'm a person that is involved in politics and ends up having more influence than many of our politicians right and more effectiveness than many of our politicians but i'm not a politician However, <clears throat> I pay for yeah, I am running for Congress in District 7 and across the city, but specifically in District 7. Vote for Paperboy Prince, August 23rd. It's going to be crazy. If you want to join our team, if you want to get a, a part of this, and I have a DAO coming soon for Paperboy Prince. I got a DAO coming soon for the campaign. We'll explain more of that soon for y'all that don't know what that is, but definitely... If you want to join this campaign, join. Because listen, we're organizing and we're making these things happen. And you know, folks want to disagree and they want to say what they want to do. Listen, get organized. 
because your opposition is more organized. They're working while you're sleeping, while you're having fun and doing what you're doing. They're working to take away your rights. I'm working for your rights and I'm doing it for pretty much free, which is crazy right now. I mean, the amount of time that I personally, and shout out to everybody who's volunteered and that has supported and has poured their energy and, and into what we've done. It's been a lot of people, almost an uncountable amount of people. But me, myself, I've donated <clears throat> hundreds and hundreds of hours of volunteer time to fighting for your rights because we've seen this coming. We've seen this coming on the hyper-local level. We've seen this ha coming on the state level, the city level. We've seen this coming on the federal level. <clears throat> I work with these folks. I know what they look like. I know their kids, their kids know. Listen, they're not fighting for you. They're not. They're not. That's why we took it so seriously. That's why before the pandemic, I was talking about this stuff. It was crazy. Oh, man, nobody will worry about that. Ah, da, da, da. People that I work with, other artists and pages said, man, you're getting too political. Da, da, da. Now y'all want to get political when it's too late. That's why I hate when y'all want to post this and do that. You want to get political when it's too late. Why you always wait to the last minute to get political and say something? That's why I really, y'all bother me a lot. You wait to the last minute to want to get political. You get mad. You unfollow. You try to sideline all the people that are fighting for it all the time. Then you want to get all late and get all. They're taking away my. Why you get? You wait too late. You're too late. Now you, all your rights is gone. Bye. And then you, then you, like, and I, I, I'm upset. I am a little upset because. We go hard. I know folks that go hard. The folks that go hard and that are organized and doing I'm not talking about y'all. You, you had to take some months off. You had a kid. You did this and that. You're going back to school. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. You have a business. You have a job. I get it. Listen, I know life is hard. We got a lot of things to focus on. I know being political that takes away from things and it, it, it's hard to find a way to do it that doesn't feel like it interferes with friendships and relationships and uh, business. I get it. <laughs> I pay for yeah. I got that governor mad. He said I'm too wild. He said I'm too right. I get it. Trust me. I get it. But you can't wait until the last minute. You can't wait until uh, 2024 and it's election time. Like, yeah, ah, vote Democratic. You can't, you can't wait. Till it's late and then try to do something and claim this country is a no, you don't follow along often enough. You aren't organizing for what you want. And you're definitely not educated on the past. The recent past, the farther past, the history of this country, you're definitely not educated on that. Um, and you know. I'm not sit, trying to sit on a high horse. We're only as strong as our weakest link, right? So I could be doing everything. You could be doing everything. We're only as strong as our weakest link. And that's why so much of our mission, some of what I talked about in our Facebook ad, and I, I hope y'all like and y'all see how we use our times when we are with uh, major corporations to talk about the work and inspire folks to give back to their community. I hope that doesn't go lost on people because that, that's not, not everybody's doing that. <laughs> I'm paid for, yeah. But, but that's part of, um, you know, the reason that we say these things. Now, I got a lot of notes. That was a little rant, but yeah. So 
I worked at the Supreme Court for years. I don't know if you all know this, but that was one of my first ventures into, I don't want to call it politics, but um, into government. I think government is a better word. I, that was one of my first ventures into government. I worked at the Supreme Court. Young black dude, I had my little suit, right? I didn't have a suit. It was like a, um, you know, just shirt and tie. <laughs> uh, I had my little, you know, church shoes on, uh, going up there. I remember checking in, uh, coming through, you know what I mean? All of the, uh, like, janitors and people, they all showed love. I knew some of the, um, I knew a bunch of people up there. I used to work with a lot of the uh, marshals, Supreme Court, like, in the Supreme Court marshals office. Uh, and, you know, worked with a lot of, like, legal interns and all of these things. So... I've had a lot of time at the Supreme Court and I got to spend a lot of time there. Now granted, this was a while ago, um, over 10 years ago, but saying to say I was there and I spent summers there, uh, you know, went to events there, all of these things, family had went to events there. It's very old school and conservative, as are most governmental things, but the Supreme Court specifically is very old school and conservative. It feels like a, um, you know, it kind of feels like a old school place. Like if you're like a, a, a young vibing person, you might not feel comfortable there at all. At an event there, all of these things, is, is, it's not really that. You know, and that's the general sentiment. Even for those people, there might be a lot of people there with liberal views or whatever. Liberal views don't exactly translate to like it being an open and accepting environment, if you get what I'm saying. So it's a very old school place. Um, and, you know, there's a lot. It, to me, also, like many other of the branches of government, they don't do a lot of work there. I paid for, yeah, they don't do a lot of work. Like, I remember being there, they're, granted, they're off in the summer, but it's very dead. They don't do a lot of work. Um, you know, like, it's very, oh, snap. <laughs> Almost uh, lost our video there. It's very interesting. So I, I'm just giving that background. Um why are we doing 24-7 live streams of the Love Gallery? Oh, I forgot to mention. Yes, we do have live the Love Gallery live streams on my on my YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, we're streaming right now. Um, but I'm going to talk more about that soon. You know, I want to roll that out in the right way. But yeah, I'm glad that y'all are checking that out, tuning in. It's just like kind of like an interesting experiment. Uh, so, all right, now we're going to get into the nitty gritty. I have so much to talk about, so I really want to get through this. I'm going to touch on a lot of things, um, you know, so please, you know, yeah, we're going to touch on a lot. Roe versus Wade. Ha, <laughs> paper, yeah, yeah, let's talk about Roe versus Wade. So, y'all already know that, so for a little quick background, Henry Wade, Henry Wade was the district attorney in Texas that was um, 
the defendant against Jane Roe. Okay? Jane Roe, which is a fake name. If y'all didn't know, Jane Roe wasn't even her name because, you know, to defend her own uh, privacy, right, for privacy's sake, which was kind of what this whole case was about, she took the name Jane Roe, like Jane Doe, but Jane Roe. Her real name was Norma McCorvey, um, and Henry Wade was just the district attorney, all right, in Texas. So y'all can say that thanks to Texas, we've actually had... Uh, this abortion being av available, or I won't call it that, um, reproductive rights being available. So, and what you might not have known is in that ruling that there were different rules for the first, second, and third trimesters. If you know anything about that, me, basically it was for the first trimester was completely up to the uh, mother, the second trimester, the states had, um, you know, the states could have some say, and the third trimester was much more strict. Uh, so that, that was basically, they defined all of this in that ruling, and this basically made it so pretty much um, reproductive rights and that access uh, was spread for lots of people. And that has had a lot of uh, different effects but it definitely, you know, gave more autonomy and body autonomy to women across the country and men, people across the country. Um, and so now what happens is, and this is a governmental thing that happens, something might be legal, but the gag is the government knows that it is such a big and strong structure that even though something is legal, they can basically put in roadblocks to make something so hard, it's effectively illegal. And this happens with so many things. This happens with so many things that basically like, that are like other taxes, like something like parking tickets, right? Which is like, they're so hard to fight sometimes that pe people just will accept it and pay it and it becomes like this second tax, especially in cities. Um, I'm not making that comparison, I'm just giving an idea. So basically what happened is after Roe versus Wade or Norma McCorvey versus Wade, um, there was a Planned Parenthood case where once that was over, that basically said that you can't have all of these roadblocks, right, to, um, to make it harder for someone to have these reproductive rights. So after that Planned Parenthood case. So, so we're just doing, I'm, I, I, I wanna set the stage so we can talk about this because not everybody knows, you know, all this stuff happened for, before a lot of us were born. Uh, you know, Roe versus Wade was in the mid 70s. This Planned Parenthood case, I believe was in the 90s. So this stuff is, um, is stuff that's good to revisit and talk about. And, you know, I think it's important to say, I, well, first, I'm going to let y'all know, I'm going to lay out some stuff that are kind of some facts and, and then some of my opinions, and then we'll get more into the nitty gritty of what's going on, kind of the, um, some might say the conspiracy or what's, go, the, what's to come, the future, that's what we're going to talk about. All right, so first off, According to data, 67% of the country are for um, reproductive rights. 
67% of the country are for it. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And people under a certain age group, it's like upper 70s to 80%, right? So that means the folks that will inherit this country after the baby boomers, the millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Zers, they um, are even more in, in favor of this. So the question begs that if 67% of the country are for it, and nearly 80% of folks that are like younger people, we'll call them, are for it, then how does something like this happen? And it's because of a lot of things, but one of the main reasons is that we're not involved in our community in that way, right? I mean, the older people are hyper-involved and younger people are under-involved. And it's kind of the same thing of like with the uh, like comments on YouTube or Instagram or something. like. Folks who have an issue or have a problem are much more likely to comment than folks who support. So sometimes when you're just the folks who uh, want to overthrow and change things are much more avid voters than the people that are liking how things are. So, you know, I went today to vote at uh, almost noon. I went to vote at almost noon and they said I was like the 65, 65th person that has come in six hours. So in six hours, 65 people had come to vote. That's not a lot of people at all. My, my point in saying this is saying that like, I already went to the, the, the voting part. So I'm not going to go back into that. Um, Bubblegum Joey says, if Hillary won in 2016, she would have had three Supreme Court justices. <laughs> Paper, yeah. So I'm glad you bring that up. That is very important to bring up. Um, you know, because that is also one of the next notes that we have here. And Ruth Bader, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Nobody is perfect. You know, no one is perfect. So I'm not perfect and no person is perfect. But the Supreme Court and many of the members of the Supreme Court are definitely not perfect. I have been on record saying Supreme Court is racist, that it is the most racist branch of government simply because it is uh, this. it has had so many people that were on it that are slave owners. You know what I mean? Because it's a lifelong appointment, it's more likely to have had so many people um, on it that were slave owners compared to the other branches of government, right? It, it's just, and the people have the least amount of control over this federal branch of government. Um, it's the elites, you know? So I, I'm like, yo, I, I have been saying that we don't not only need to overthrow uh, a lot of things with the Supreme Court, but we need to uh, redo many of their decisions because they were made by people that, among other things, were racist and held slaves. I mean, it's like a president that held slaves, like, okay, he's not here anymore. But uh, Supreme Court justice, those laws are still in effect. And, um, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a perfect example. 
There are many reports. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I mean, a lot of folks, they don't want to say it, but you could theoretically blame her. You could theoretically blame her for this decision and some of the other decisions that are coming. And I've said that I don't think that the Supreme Court should be a lifelong uh, appointment. I don't think that. I think that that's something we should vote on. I do not think the Supreme Court should be a lifelong appointment. Case in point, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she was old. She could barely, you know, uh, and this isn't ageism, but she, had, she was very old. We had Obama in office who was obviously going to choose a liberal justice, potentially a woman justice to replace her with. And uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg didn't want to step down. She didn't want to step down. And many said it was because she wanted to um, have Hillary, a woman, replace her. She gambled our entire country's future. She gambled. Ah, had the dice. Ah. She gambled our entire country's future based on her own uh, selfishness. Her own selfishness. Her being addicted to power. She was so addicted to power that she gambled our entire country's future and said, you know what? I don't want to step down. I'd rather wait it out until Hillary gets to be president. Listen, she must have been pro-weed because she was smoking that. She had to be pro-weed too. What were you doing? Listen, Ruth Bader Ginsburg also was... Remind you, I worked at the Supreme Court. Now, I would say all of them were racist. All of them were racist. Um, and systematic racism, racist, right? They uphold white supremacy and the right, white supremacist system. So, But Ruth Bader Ginsburg was like, mind you, she only had one black law clerk that worked with her the whole entire time. She had a, and she even said that she would change it when she got... Um, affirmed as a justice, they talked to her about this. She talked about she was going to change it, never changed it. Listen, we talking the real. How did we get here? How did we get to the Roe versus Wade being overturned? You can't ignore Ruth Bader Ginsburg not stepping down during Obama being a major key. That's a major, major, major key. We have to have strategy and organization. We, listen, like, I, I, I mean, guys, this is just simple. This, this is, that, that is simple right there. That was a simple one. And this goes back to me and my first campaign for Congress where I said, yo, we need uh, D.C. to be a state. We need Puerto Rico to be able to be a state. Um, and we need... 
the Supreme Court to no longer have lifelong appointments. We need term limits for U.S. Congress. And we need a, a way to find folks to be more involved in local government. We need more simple bills and more simple laws for folks to be able to understand them and you not need a law degree to understand them. We need to overthrow the court system and honestly, we need a separate court system, in my opinion, some type of separate court system for uh, black people in this country because of the consistent racism and bigotry and bias of the courts in this country. These were all things that I've said and that are on the record and I've even said on this podcast, but I'm repeating here on a podcast about the Supreme Court. So it is very clear. It's a racist court, man. I talked about this for a long time. People that own slaves deciding cases about slavery. Make it make sense. Plessy versus Ferguson. Plessy versus Ferguson. Y'all know about Plessy versus Ferguson? This was the one where uh, they basically said it was legal for races to be separate. Um, and it was a very interesting case. Loving versus Virginia. Interracial marriage. It talks about interracial marriage. Another interesting case. It was actually interracial marriage for white people because apparently other races could marry. Other races could marry interracially, but white people couldn't. In a lot of states, and I guess, and I guess like 16 states in the South. So this said that, yo, this infringed on people's right to marry. Um, Dred Scott versus Sanford. Do you know about the Dred Scott case? There's a lot of wild cases in the Supreme Court. A lot of wild cases. Dred Scott, it made him legally a slave. So basically, it said that this person was a was born enslaved and uh the person that owned him they were traveling through several states some of these places or territories some of these territories had slavery was not legal and b anybody that was in there they were no longer a slave because uh of this law and so dred scott sued once his owner died, so there's another thing that was very interesting about the Dred Scott case. People talk about like women not being able to own property and white women not being able to property and all of that stuff. And I'm like, the Dred Scott case was about his white woman owner. Oh man, I'm talking that talk. About his white woman owner not wanting to give him up. The Dred Scott case was about property. It was about property and it was about women's property rights. And the court found that that was still 
her property. And I, eventually his ownership was transferred to someone else. But the court found that that was her property and the new owner's property. Um, these are very interesting. And I'm saying this to say that we have had a racist court for a long time. This isn't anything new. This is the Supreme Court Supreme Courting. And that's why I think it's so important for folks to understand the history of this country. Because when you really understand the history, you understand this has been going on. And it's been worse, much worse, much, much worse than this. Not saying it's great now, but I'm saying it's been worse. And the way to make it better is to understand and get organized. <laughs> Paper. Yeah, so I'm going to um, say that the campaign, that Paperboy 2022 campaign has been started. But it's starting now. And we're breaking. I'm excited because we're breaking the rules, all the rules as we, that we can legally. And we're changing the game with love. You know, uh, it's exciting to think about how many doors that we've broken down. And like, sometimes you gotta sit there and say it. We've broken down a lot of doors. We've opened a lot of doors for folks. Uh, we've changed the viewpoint and the what it means to be a serious candidate, you know, in one of the largest cities in the world. And that means a lot for folks. We've made history, we've made her story, we've made them story. And I really can't do that without y'all. So I want to stop and thank you all again and really appreciate appreciate all that support. Um, but let's get back to it. So yeah, the campaign is coming. We got a lot of events coming up, more policy coming out. And if you all, if you are, you know, someone who is in support of uh, reproductive rights, you know, if you want to, if you're in support of reproductive rights, and want to help us work on some policy documents around that, make sure to join our Discord in bio. Um, okay. Yeah, I see your, your comment. Um, and, you know, if Obama replaced RBG, it still would have been five to four to overturn Roe. And I hear that. And that's important. But... That type of attitude, that type of attitude from a senior member of the Supreme Court, that type of attitude from a lifelong government employee, that type of attitude for someone who claims to be a champion of women's rights, a champion of uh, the people's rights, that is not the type of attitude of that, per of, of that type of person. So my whole point is saying is that I'm not even want to single out Ruth Bader Ginsburg so much. It's single out that attitude of establishment politicians and establishment uh, deep state employee. Basically, when you are a have worked for the government for ten plus years, some of them before they even start working for the government, they already been working for the government. They're a deep state employee and have been not on the side of the people, but you're, it's undeniable when you've been in there for that long. Yo, a deep state employee that is more focused on their personal power and their personal agenda than actually being an unbiased representative of the people and trying as hard as they can to consistently do that. And so like that will ever be a taint on her legacy. One, her resistance against 
and just straight up disdain for having uh, black American workers and anybody that is non-white workers inside of her office. But on top of that, uh, you know, not stepping down and allowing uh, Obama to replace her, hoping that Hillary would win, which we saw the results of that. We saw the results of that, and it weren't good. So the issue is, now I talked before, I saw this coming, right? We saw this coming, um, you know, basically the Obama felt like it was going to be big change for the country. It felt like, Obama felt like it was going to be big change for the country. It felt like, yo, racism is over. Sexism, sexism is over. Gay problems are over. That's what it felt like. But really, it was the beginning. It was the beginning of the resurgence of the uh, conservative. The, the beginning of the resurgence of this conservative, like, uh, culture war. Right now we're having a culture war. And if you want to get in, like, and, and a lot of us are just being like puppeteered by the media. Like we're in this culture war and we're just being puppeteered by the media. Get mad about this today. Get mad about this tomorrow. Do this, do that. That's what's happening, right? Um, Obama, and I'm not, I don't want to focus on any particular like politician because it's really like they're all the same. Uh, or similar, and the issue is that the Democrats have versus the Republicans is we need the same we need the same radical energy on the left that they have on the right. The left is so worried about losing voters and losing support they're unwilling to do anything outside of the box to actually fight for the people they represent. And that, that's why that we're here. But, you know, it's super clear. It's super clear that they don't want to actually, like, work for us and, and fight for us on the, the way that, like, it's their life on the line. They're not fighting like that. And that, that's the whole reason that, again, that I'm running, that, you know, that I've tried to inspire other folks to run because they're not fighting like that. <laughs> paper, Thank you, paper yeah. boy. Hold up. Okay, we're back. Listen. Yes. So now, now can we get into some of the? Um, now can we get into some of the nitty gritty and what y'all would say the conspiracy theory part? See, I gotta get all the fluff stuff and the education part out the way on the first half. So the folks that, you know, were, are, are got issues, they already stopped listening a long time ago. So we can really talk. Um, and now I'm gonna talk the talk. Yes, we talked about the media. The media is, media literacy is one of the most important things facing us right now. And we need more media literacy. We need to find ways for folks to be, uh, more understanding of what they're consuming, especially as social media is so advanced, commercials are so advanced, um, 
you know, branding has become so advanced and influencing has become so advanced. Literally, it's called influencing now because it's like that advanced and they even know it. They're not even hiding it. It's crazy. Um, so I shared a video on my story about some lady at a at like a Donald Trump rally like a day ago, a day or two ago, saying like, I want to thank Donald Trump for protecting white life. Like she said this protecting white life. And then I was like, that's wild that they're saying that. And then I'm like, you know what? <sighs> you know what? It's interesting. So I'm gonna break it down. Um, <laughs> paper, yeah. Where can you listen to this? So if you want to listen to this later, search the Paperboy Prince podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple, uh, Amazon, um, it, all of the podcast platforms, we should be on there. And if we're not, let me know. But search the Paperboy Prince podcast. You can follow it, listen, download. We've got a bunch of episodes. Now, I think, now I said, I never told y'all to vote for Biden. And I've been straight up, I didn't vote for Biden. Um, I did not think that he would be a better president than Trump. Um, and the reason I said that is because Biden lulled y'all to sleep. Biden really lulled everyone to sleep and um, he doesn't know what's going on. He's a corporate Democrat that has been there for a while and hasn't delivered on anything except for the crime bill. And when folks talk about, oh yeah, he's done this and that and it's like, a lot of it is symbolic. A lot of it has been symbolic. There's been very little that has been uh, systemic that they have done to change you know, what's going on. And we're not even gonna talk about how racist, uh, we're not even gonna talk about how racist that Biden was during his candidacy when he got on a black platform, uh, an urban platform, uh, and what was it with Charlemagne and he says and everybody knows if you ain't if you ain't you ain't black if you're if you don't vote for Biden like we need to actually I, we're gonna get the pot the uh, stream set up in a way soon where I can bring up all these videos and show all this stuff and react for y'all but like some of y'all need a refresher because this is crazy okay um yes so the what's going to happen now so what's going to happen next roe versus wade roe versus wade has been overturned what's going to happen next we talked about them protecting white life so basically you know the whole idea of this was uh and this issue is involves so many other issues this involves so many other issues i say to like white women all the time. I say, yo, if you have such a problem with white men, stop, you know, stop making them. You can't make a white man without a, a, a white woman. And, you know, so th that's your brothers, those are your sons, that's your husbands, you know what I mean? So if there's a problem there, you know, figure that out. And the <laughs> look, and the issue is that that's happening now is uh, when I said this lady got on there and she said, thank you for protecting white life is a lot of folks 
in the white feminist movement, you know, because a big part of feminism is it's not about, it's not necessarily about families. It's not about families, you know? And I think, I think what has happened is the folks that are against the feminist movement say, hey, we're losing our white majority in this country. You know, they're losing the white majority in this country. I mean, white men commit suicide at a higher rate than anyone else in the modern world, definitely in the country, anyone else in the modern world. And the amount of pharmaceutical drugs that that white women are on are higher than anyone else in the country, right? Um, so there's a massive problem with that's that are going on with the white family, and because this country has an issue with doing anything for any specific race, right? Because I agree, I think that there are things that we need to do for white people. The country does tons for white people already, but there are specific actions that need to be done for white people. I agree. I think that there's specific actions that need to be done in this country for black people. I know I've been said that. I think there's specific actions that need to be done in this country for children. I think there's specific actions that need to be done in this country for women. I think there's specific actions that need to be done in this country for black women. I think there's, you, you see what I'm saying? So I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with doing things to help protect white people in this country. That being said, I think that there's a whole lot we need to be doing to protect black people in this country, to be protecting black women in this country, black men in this country. And those problems are a lot bigger uh, and are not more dire and, and need to be solved first, in my personal opinion. Um, but make no mistake, that is, that is what this was about. That this was about protecting white life. And this is about making sure that there will be more white children born in this country. Um, because <laughs> basically the government, right? This is all, oh, yeah, okay, I'll just get into it. So basically the government, along with Gloria Steinem, the CIA helped to start the early womanist movement and the feminist movement, right? As a way to uh, go hand in hand with the COINTELPRO going on during the civil rights movement, they helped, they didn't wanna be behind on any more movements because they were so behind on the civil rights movement. They had to go on the back end and create the COINTELPRO and do all this messy, uh, killings and assassinations. So for the women's rights movement, which was a real movement, and the womanist movement, which was a real movement, they, from the beginning, had their own plants, like Gloria Steinem, uh, CIA agents that worked with the government to control the narrative around the womanist movement, and one of the things that helped get uh, women to work so that the government would have more control over the American family. Uh, the men would be away at work and war. The children would be in the public schools being indoctrinated. Uh, and the women would be at work and learning to work more and more 
to the so that we could all add more tax revenue and more revenue in general to the bottom line of this country, which is a business, right? So the point was to add more tax revenue and add more revenue in general to this country that's a business. The thing is, when they did that, and these were very conservative folks, when they did that, they didn't realize that the reverse effect it would have leading to things like Roe versus Wade uh, and leading to, you know, the high use of reproductive rights that go on right now. Basically, if you look at it, the numbers are like, it's like close to 30% of all um, white children born, well, of all white children conceived, and you guys bear with me on my language around this stuff, I'm really trying. I am not an expert, I am not a scientist on any of this, so bear with me on my language. Uh, I'm trying my best to use the most appropriate and up-to-date language and all this stuff. <laughs> Paper, yeah. I don't want y'all to get out, get me out of here. You know, I'm trying to use the most appropriate language. But close to 30% of the the you know white children conceived don't make it, or are now now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> okay, so and. And it's the same thing for black children too, which it feels like they like that, right? Feels like they like the amount of, of black children that are, because you guys gotta remember, there's these old videos, right? If you look at some of these older videos from back in the beginning, maybe two generations ago, black people would have so many kids because from slavery times and enslavement, there was, whole types of breeding going on. This is nasty stuff that they don't want to te teach and talk about in schools because it's very, very uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable. But it's true. There was entire breeding camps, right? There was lots of breeding going on and there was also heavy familial vibes going on. Um, and so black people will be having 16, 17, 18, 19, 22, 20, 23, 24 kids. And black women were seen as extremely fertile, right? That's one of the reasons that the slave trade worked so well. Again, it was something like less than a million people actually came to America, to the Americas on slave ships. Um, you know, it was a lot of breeding that happened uh, in slavery, a whole, whole, whole lot. And black women and black men were seen as both very fertile. Seen as very fertile, so so for a long time, black families they would be having twenty kids. My grandmother, two generations ago, my grandmother is still alive. Shout out to her, st helped to start one of the largest churches here in Brooklyn. Um, Eighteen kids in her family. Eighteen kids two generations ago. Eighteen. Eighteen kids, mind you. Every black woman was having like eighteen kids, fifteen kids, twelve kids. You know, so that was one thing that uh, that I'm talking about how we got to Roe versus Wade, right? And um, 
you know, that didn't come without a struggle. Nobody said that was struggle free, but this is just a reality. This is not making this up. It's reality. This is what really happened. Like, I, I'm not, I wish I was making, my grandmother really had 18 kids. Oh, she didn't have 18 kids, but she had 18 siblings, right? Right. Y'all know about this stuff. This is real. Now we look at generations where, you know, it's more normal to have 2.5 kids. Um, but there was also large white families too. White families came, were, were very large too. And now after all of this, the numbers are dropping. They want to increase immigration. But if they increase immigration, they have to bring in all different types. The main people that want to come in this country aren't white people, right? And the white people that do want to come in is often they don't want them. So the main people that want to come in this country aren't white people. So they can't do it, increase their white numbers through uh immigration anymore which was a tactic that was used before you know uh it was a tactic that was used before to increase numbers and they would even give free land away to white people this is real stuff I, i'm not making it up it's all real um so okay let's get into it so my what i think will happen is the black infant mortality rate will skyrocket i think from this the black infant mortality rate will skyrocket, as well as the Latino infant mortality rate. I don't want to see this happen. I think we need more uh, black hospitals ran by black people, financed by black people. And I'm not saying this because of any type of separation. I'm saying this because if you look at the numbers, why in one of the most advanced countries of in human history is the black infant mortality rate so much higher than other uh, places and races when born even sometimes in the same state, right? Uh, I see that for them trying to curtail the Latino population, same thing will happen. These things are, are facts, right? Like, I, 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 and there's a lot of negligence that happens in the hospitals. Uh, we talk about our healthcare system from a legal standpoint and having all the healthcare issues that happen legally, but we don't talk about our healthcare system in an administrative standpoint and how the two work together and the racism and the bigotry that happen in the healthcare system and that happen in hospitals and the bias that happen in hospitals. The, the, the nurse is married to the cop and there's a lot of healthcare workers that are great out there. Um, there's a lot of healthcare workers that are great. My mom works in healthcare, but that's part of the reason that I know this stuff, right? I've worked in healthcare for a while. That's part of the reason I know this stuff. Um, there's a lot of bias and prejudice and looking down on folks from certain backgrounds inside the hospitals, you know? So it's super important to understand this. Um, Yes. So what will happen is, right? Now, <laughs> paper. Yeah, I hope y'all are still with me. Now because because uh now I I I realize I went this far and I didn't say abortion isn't illegal yet. So a lot of folks are there's so much misinformation and that's why I didn't want to have a tweet 
That's why I didn't just want to come to some event and yell for five minutes. This is why I actually wanted to talk about this stuff because there's so much misinformation going around this stuff. People are extremely emotional and I get it. How, how could you not be, right? I understand that. I'm not chastising anyone for being emotional. This is an emotional event. Politics get emotional. That's why we talk about love. That's why we talk about the love politics. But at the same time, in that emotional state, there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of lies that are being uh, thrown around. Abortion isn't illegal yet. It's not illegal yet. And in fact, in a lot of states, the plan is to strengthen uh, the protections and widen the net of folks that have access because of the Supreme Court ruling, right? Now, on the flip side, there's a lot of states, uh, I think they said close to 30 states that are planning on restricting access to abortion. Now, before Roe versus Wade, Right before Roe versus Wade, and if you remember that what we said earlier, that original case happened in Texas before Roe versus Wade, um, it was legal. You know, it was legal to have an abortion in Texas uh, if the Pregnancy was deemed to possibly uh, kill the mother. So it was deemed legal if the pregnancy could kill the mother. Um, so they're, so saying to say that th these things have been legal before, uh, and they will still remain legal in certain states, but there will be all of these new roadblocks, right? This not only Roe versus Wade was overturned, but that like same Planned Parenthood law, I mean, this helped to do a lot of damage to that ruling that happened as well. Uh, so I want to stop and say that. The things that they will use to, yes, the political wording. Oh my goodness, I want to say that the one of the most interesting things that I learned since I got into like politics was that laws are all BS and they're all about being intentionally vague Laws literally are about being intentionally vague so they can be used to benefit the elite at any time that they need. That's the point of laws. They're not supposed to be like on point. They're supposed to be uh, able to be used and manipulated by the elite at any time. You know, and uh, our law has gotten to a point that is so bad that you have to be a lawyer to understand and break down the law, and I think that that personally is unconstitutional, right? It's our, our governmental system has become too complex. So we talked about a lot of stuff. I'm gonna keep it going. Now again, if you wanna hear this in full, go to our, uh, the Paperboy Prince podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever you get podcasts. Um, I try to do them here on Instagram as well. So what are they gonna use now? To, because while they want the white baby rate to go up, they still want the black baby rate to go down, the Latino baby rate to go down, and all of that uh, type of stuff. So what are they going to use? We talked about voting rights are on the table. Um, with this conservative court, voting rights are fully on the table. And I know that y'all don't care about voting anyway. Today was voting day. I did vote. Right? I know y'all don't care about voting, but without voting, we don't live in a democracy. We literally live in a dictatorship. And once you like take that in, 
you realize that uh, how important it is not only to vote, but to run for office and to encourage people to run for office and to study and organize and to like do campaigns as well. So voting rights, healthcare, they're gonna keep giving us bad healthcare. They're gonna keep finding ways to off our seniors and our older people and give us bad healthcare throughout our lives. So uh, you'll have a less quality of life. Gun violence. They're gonna continue to allow gun violence to uh, have you living in fear and also steadily off uh, a large part of the population. Bad schools, they're gonna have bad schools. The schools continue to be so bad that even if there are more children of color born, they're going to be born ready to work for the system and they're gonna become wards of the state if we don't organize. And then segregation is also on the table. I mean, we talked about Plessy versus Ferguson. We talked about Dred, the Dred Scott case as well. And you know, all of these things, the separate but equal and all of these things, uh, Brown versus Board of Education, I mean, that's wide open. It, the schools are still segregated though, that's the thing. The schools are, are still segregated, that's the thing. Yes, you said 60% of abortions are white women. And, you know, we talked about before that, you know, white women are the majority in this country. So whatever they want, they get. And this is what white women wanted. The white women are majority of this country by far. You know, um, whatever they want, they get. I mean, 68% of white women voted for Trump. You know, the president has the power to place Supreme Court justices. White women overwhelmingly voted for Donald Trump, not black women, not Latino women, even though Latino women did vote heavily for Trump. But it was, you know, and I'm not pro Biden. Like y'all already know, I'm not pro Biden at all. I'm saying that the um, Trump placed these justices and that the larger part, portion of the population that voted, that was white, that were women, this is what they chose, you know? Um, and so now these these are going to be the effects of that. We talked about the black infant mortality rate going up. I, I didn't mention the uh, the mortality rate for the mothers as well will likely go up. Um, and that's why again we need to have more healthcare options. We need more folks of of color in healthcare and in healthcare administration and in the legal system as well. We need the in the legal system as well. Okay. How much more of this have? Okay. Wow. We got a lot more to talk about. Um, ha, paper, yeah. Okay. So we have been talking about the issues with the Supreme Court and how many of their rulings from the past need to be overturned by their bigotry, by the fact that they have owned slaves, by the fact that uh, they were ruling in the dark ages. We said that this stuff needed to be overturned and when we talked about it, folks laughed because they were so bold in thinking that this stuff would never happen. But what I was saying was that these folks are working hard to make this happen and if you're not using creative methods, if you're not stepping outside of the box and, and organizing and 
being radical with your message and reaching new people, then you're literally working for them. You're working for the man. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, listen, I could, I could have really been, been like happy still rapping and performing the street and not doing any of this stuff, but I saw how bad it is getting and how fast, and I'm like, yo, we gotta do something about this. I stay talking about the courts. I been have said, yo, black people should have a different court. There's no way you can continue to send black people to the same courts that you have been sending them to since slavery times. That's messed up. I, I can't wait. And, and in fact, in the was it the Dred Scott or the Plessy versus Ferguson case that one of the justices said, listen, this is gonna be a stain on this um, in his dissent when they won. He said, this is going to be a stain on this uh, court's name for a long time by, by upholding this ruling. And I, I feel like that with so many of their rulings. And he said it would be overturned, and it was overturned. Same thing with Roe versus Wade. It's going to be overturned, but they're on a mission. They're on a mission. And, you know, you guys, we got to get more organized. Now, here's where it gets nasty. It's more valuable, at this point, it's more valuable for the Democrats for Roe versus Wade to be overturned for than it to be in effect. It's better for them if it's overturned because then they can use it as a football to manipulate you and control you. Then they can use it to hold rallies. And then they can use it to fundraise. Listen, your Democratic politician the same women that didn't do anything before to push for it, the same women that didn't do anything before to keep you enlightened and up to date and uh, you know, involved in the political process are now using this as a football to fundraise. They're using it as a football to get elected. They're using it as a football to basically be like, I'm a champion for women's rights and we need to do what's best for women. When the whole time you could have been fighting to strengthen these things. You could have been calling out the corporate Democrats. You could have been calling out the uh, establishment politicians. You could have turned away from corporate fundraising. You could have turned us away from money and politics. You could have turned us away from this uh, unjust lobbying system. You could have said we need to dismantle uh, this racist justice system that we have, this injustice system, but instead you decided to uphold this system. And now you want to use it as a football. Now you want to push it off to elections and use that as a way to ramp it up. It's sick, dude. It's sick. They're profiting off of this. Them, they're profiting off it. Listen, all of them are so senior at this point, most of them that they're not, you know, they've already had their kids. And the, the younger ones don't want to have any kids anyway, so they don't really care. They don't really care. And then the guys are 100 times worse. Listen, and people say, listen, we need more men to speak up, we, you know, and we do. And we do. But we, we, need, we need more men to speak up. We need everyone to speak up. And it's not just once it happens. Listen, we knew about this ruling a month ago. Over a month ago at this point, we knew about it. Folks still didn't organize. We knew about it a month ago. There, folks still didn't organize. Ah, <laughs> paper, yeah. 
I don't know what to say. You know, um, so now there have been precedent, and I want to post this on the Love Gallery page, of presidents overruling Supreme Court rulings. That does happen. That is something that can happen. And I think that this is a perfect time for that. Uh, I think this is a perfect time for that. I also think, yo, I'm so excited like to be saying all of this. And I'm actually, we're already on the ballot for Congress of New York 7th Congressional District. We're doing it. Like, we're talking the talk. And all of you that are here and supporting, you're supporting one of the most radical, people-led, real-life, real-deal movements ever to hit this country. Ever. Ever. One of the top organizers in New York of all time. Facts. Independent. Facts. Listen, y'all see where we at. Not... Yeah, we've gotten some big deals. Shout out to Facebook. We just did a collab with Facebook and Meta. Shout out to uh, Future Modern. Did a, co a collab with them. Shout out to McDonald's and Gucci and uh, uh, Grubhub and Target and Comp. We, yeah, we've done some stuff. But as far as it comes to the... I'm not signed to anyone. I'm not signed to any label. There's no, I'm not a part of any political group. We don't do the endorsements. None of that. This is all independent. People run. I, I don't take a certain amount of money from any white people. People run. This is family run. Facts. Like the, the other people, how y'all find out about them is basically somebody handpicks them. They went to Harvard or something like that. They went to Yale. They went to some big school. They worked under some uh, big uh, establishment politician for a long time. They get handpicked and they say, listen, you're going to do everything we say. Then they write them a check for a bunch of money. And then they're your new young person. They're your new gay person. They're your new woman politician. And like, I'm like, yo, no, this is about a radical movement of the people, the real people that you try to shut up, that you try to silence, that look different, that smell different, that act different. It's our time! <laughs> Paper, yeah, like. Now, here's the part where, you know, folks get upset. And I, I really wanted to say this to the end. So uh, we're kind of getting there, but another major issue about how we got to Roe versus Wade, another major issue about how we got to Roe versus Wade, a big issue is the amount of power that we gave the government over our health during coronavirus. I want to talk about that. The amount of power that we gave our government over our health during coronavirus. Now, during my current campaign, we're fighting for, and we have been fighting for, an actual public health system. An actual system that is designed to keep our public as a, health, as a whole healthy. Now, remind you, there is, uh, the Rona is going running rampant right now. So if you're in New York City, just know that the coronavirus is back and it's going. And uh, so all of my New York people like that do have it, stay safe. But we don't have a public health system. And during the uh, pandemic, especially the beginning of the pandemic, the government, the government was exposed. Our state governments were exposed. Um, each of the coasts were exposed. Our city governments were exposed. They didn't have public health care system. They didn't have a public health care system. 
right? We need a sexual health system, uh, sexual public health system as well. We need a, a mental public health system as well, right? Like, like there's all of these things that we actually need. We really do need real change, but folks don't want to focus on that yet. So we, what we do is we wait till it's too late, right? And they use fear. They get you a scared. Get you a scared. They get you a scared, man. They get you afraid. They use fear, and they say, "Listen, you got to do this right now." You do you know the governor in New York State and a lot of states still have emergency powers? We're still under a state of emergency. That gives them a lot of powers that they're using in a lot of ways that you're not focused on. We have a governor election today, by the way. And yes, I think that there is a case to be made for why we still should have uh, a state of emergency happening. But unfortunately, it's not like the governor is using that to actually address our public health crises. They're not using the public, they're not finding ways to actually solve the public health crisis that we have. In fact, it's just way too late. The stuff that they should have done on day one, they've done in year two and three. We're in our junior year of COVID right now, right? So these are the things that the government didn't do. Um, and we weren't, my biggest issue is communication. And that's why we're having this conversation on the podcast, on the Paperboy Prince podcast, sponsored by the Paperboy Prince Love Gallery. That's why we're having this conversation here because we need to have more honest, full conversations around these things, you know? Um, uh, If you had any opposition to the vaccine that Trump took credit for, if you wanted to have any conversation about that, if you wanted to, uh, you know, wait some time if you wanted to wait a year to get it or six months or you wanted to wait till more research came out or you wanted to wait to see the effectiveness just in your own community you were called an anti-vaxxer and many of the same folks that oppose what's happening with Roe vs. Wade were downright nasty and mean when it came to folks that were saying hey we need to have a more open conversation about uh our public health system and, and how it surrounds the vaccines. Because the issue is, I now n- let me make no mistake, I'm pro-vaccine. I think that it's good to have healthcare options. I think it's good to have vaccines. I think it's good to have medicines. I think it's good to have herbal medicines. I think it's good to have natural medicines. I think it's good to have prayer. I think it's good to have doctors. I think it's good to have uh, all these type, the more research, the merrier. I think it's good to have trials. I think it's good to have vaccine trials. I think I, I think all of these things are good. I think social distancing is good. I think all of these things are good. I was excited when the vaccine came out. I was. But what I wasn't excited about was how they decided to ram it down people's throats. There is cultural significance that happened with that. And we bypassed uh, religious freedoms. We bypass 
cultural freedoms. We didn't think about the history that this government has and that this government's healthcare system has as it relates to race in this country, as it relates to gender in this country, as it relates to sexuality in this country, as it relates to the South, the North, the East, and the West, right? They just impose these things, get the vaccine and shut up. They were literally saying that, shut up and get vaxxed. This is what they were saying. We let our go- we let our government officials talk to us like, don't you ever talk to me like that if you're a government official. Don't you ever talk to any one of my constituents like that. Ever. Tell somebody to shut up and take something? No, you have a conversation with us about it. You educate folks about it. You hold their hand. You help them. You help them understand. You love them. You talk to them. You work with them. We need compassion. You think that yelling at somebody and telling them to do something is going to help them do it? It's going to make them want to do it? It's going to inspire them to do it? It's going to help our community? It's going to help the the health of our community? No! It's going to set us backwards. This is the type of energy, this dictatorship energy that has got us there. That same dictatorship energy, I don't care what they say, it carried over into this. But they're smart enough to not, se- to not tell you, yeah, you're going to go ahead and not be able to get this reproductive rights. They're not going to do that. They're just going to keep being silent and organizing and doing it. And you're going to feel the sting regardless. You got to stop being, you got to be more humble. We really got to learn how to be more humble. Like, if you want to do stuff, people to do stuff with you and for you, you got to be more humble. Even when you're right. You know, when you're with your friends and stuff like that, like, you can talk a certain way, but when you're, even when you're right, you got to be humble. Like, I didn't like that. I really didn't like that. I didn't like that. Now look at it. How can the government tell us to do with our bodies? Look, exactly. That's what we were saying in 2020. How can they do that? Because it's not about the coronavirus vaccine. And now this whole thing is flagged, so no one will ever see it. But it's not about the C-19 VAX. It's not about that. It's about the precedent that is set for the future. Like, y'all are so short-sighted. You're so emotional, so short-sighted that you, you give away all our rights at the snap of a finger. You listen to what CNN says, the media said, your favorite dumb celebrity, and then you just give away all your rights. You don't even like your rights. Like, what's going on? Because, again, it was not about the curfews, right? The curfews weren't about, uh, I said that then, like, the, the, the curfews. Yes, there can be a reasonable reason to have a curfew. But the way that we let them impose the curfews is setting a precedent, is setting a crazy precedent for the future. You can't let them do, like, it's like, it's too late now. Folks have grown up, the kids got to grow up and watch this happen. Like, and then I hate it because they call you an anti-vaxxer even if you have questions. And let's be honest, you can still get, they, the CDC has now came out and said, you can still transmit and contract the V-I-R-U-S at the same rate with the vax as without it. Which that was the main uh, case for it. Now they say that it's less, 
has less effectiveness on the virus over time. And this is after we've gotten several boosters. Guys, my point is not telling you to not get this thing. I'm not saying don't get it. In fact, a lot of you need to go out there and get it right now. You need to turn off this live and go out there and get it and get some, uh, take some vitamin C as well, all right? But at the same time, I'm saying that for future reference, we should be able, because now we've had some time to kind of see and know what it is and, and, and understand it and say, oh, okay, it, we know what it is, you know, but we have to work with community. And this government moves in a way that it doesn't work with community. You know, it's not community-based, and that isn't what our future is looking like. Because what I'm doing, what we're doing, we're creating our future, right? And the way that we're creating our future is with you all. Listen, my plan is to be the most democratic leader of all time, of human history. And once we get in office, it's going to make anybody who ever held office before look like an idiot, all right? Once we get in office, it's going to make anybody that ever held office before look like an idiot because we're going to give so much power back to the people. Once we get a million dollars, once we become multimillionaires, we're going to make anybody ever that's held a million dollars before look crazy because we're going to do it in such a way that's going to inspire so many people to give back to people. We're going to change the world forever. Listen. I, I don't say this lightly. I know this is happening. This is the path that we're on. It's our, it's our <laughs> paper. Yeah. Now, um, listen, and, and I want to be clear. The vaccine, my body, my choice thing, and folks say that they co-opted that uh, saying, I agree that was co-opted and I wouldn't use it that way just out of respect uh, for the reproductive rights movement. But body autonomy from the government as it relates in both issues with, with the VAX and, the, um, and now reproductive rights, they're not the same at all, but so many people in this country will draw this conclusion. They're close enough that a massive amount of people will draw this conclusion, but they've drawn it too late. And you know, uh, there's a, a big problem with groupthink in this country where we wanna, because we don't wanna be outcast, because we're so afraid of being alone on certain things and just in general, that we don't wanna stand up to the group. That is easier just to go with the group than to have our own views. So uh, that's, that's pretty much that. That's pretty much most of what I have to say. Uh, this has went a little longer than I expected. I will say that we should pay everyone who wants to have an abortion. Y'all know I support uh, UBI, Universal Basic Income, in, in a form of $2,000 a month for everybody in this country um, or as many people as possible in this country uh, because poverty is one of the biggest issues that are facing us. Uh, and I feel like there's different ways that we can pay for that and the, that'll pay us back in so many ways. Um, and I think, you know, as it comes to reproductive rights, I think that you know, a lot of reasons that folks make that decision as it comes to reproductive rights, you can look at the numbers, right? The numbers on this stuff off the top of my head, it's like, uh, the amount of people that do it because of job or something is like 20%. Um, the amount of people that do it because, uh, you know, they were 
assaulted is like less than 1%. The main way, reason that a lot of folks, according to research, and this is usually your smaller sample sizes, but one of the main reasons is because of folks being in poverty and them not feeling like they have the money to provide for a kid, right? Also, folks, uh, another one of the main reasons and folks just feeling like they're not ready, like they're just not ready to have a kid and that they're, they're uh, not capable of raising a kid yet. So what does that mean? I think that when we say Planned Parenthood and that we talk about Planned Parenthood, I think that that's another like misleading uh, term. I'm putting a fire on a lot of these because I, I feel like, you know, in a lot of ways, Planned Parenthood is holds a lot of the blame for what's going on as well. Um, you know, they, they're another one that has made, I mean, since this has happened, uh, since this has happened, Planned Parenthood has made like LeBron James type of money, right? In the last couple, I mean, you guys keep da donating to Planned Parenthood and all this, and it's not me being against them. It's saying we need more community-based organizations because they take this money and they give it to the same people that are oppressing us, you know? And I say that the, the name is a, first off, I think they do a lot of good work. I think they do a lot of good work but I think there's a lot of work there that is questionable. There's a lot of work that's questionable. And when we talk about planning parenthood, that could be so dope. Like imagine if we could actually plan families and plan parenthood and like you could take a four week course or a two month course or a one year course or a five year course on being a parent and actually plan your parenthood from being 16 and on and learn from other parents and learn from parents that have failed and learn from parents that have done well, learn from children, getting to spend time with families. Imagine if we could actually plan parenthood. Planned parenthood really ends up being unplanned parenthood, right? And a lot of the, the resources there, I'm, like luckily in New York, it is, it's very, very, there's a lot of options, but even then, the options for uh, free testing, there's not a lot. It's hard. You got to jump through a lot of hoops to get some free testing because I, I've tried to direct folks there before. It's hard to get free STD testing um, and, and free uh, lots of other testing. And then the stuff that folks actually need, like the actual planning of a family, like the actual support around not just pre-birth, but post-birth is not there. I'm not saying this should all fall on them. I'm saying to, to take a name like Planned Parenthood, what does that mean? Like break that down for me because if it's not actually helping us plan to be a parent, you know, and I, I hear you saying abstinence is the key. I get that, but we even need folks to explain the importance of abstinence and explain the power of abstinence and explain the sexiness of abstinence and explain the sexiness of se sexual health and really break that down. And this goes back to us not having a public health system and that being on purpose. I feel like, imagine if like, and I, Kanye West said this, And this was something that I had, you know, played around with 
but I think he said that he wanted to give, I can't remember what it was, but you know, I, I am of the belief that so many of the repro times where folks feel like they need to use their reproductive rights, um, it is a issue of poverty and not having enough money. And so I, I think that we should still have reproductive rights, but I think because what ends up happening is is folks say that yo y'all y'all are talking all this about y'all uh, don't want abortion to be legal, but y'all don't care about the kids that are here, the kids that are in our schools, the kids that are in our shelters, the kids that need to be adopted. Y'all y'all don't care about those, right? Right. So if you do, put your money where your mouth is. Any uh, person that is about to use their reproductive rights, I feel like you should be able to have an option of, okay, here's $6,000, or you can use your reproductive rights. Because make no mistake, um, and, and, and I think that they, sh they should be a part of a universal basic income system uh, beyond that. But, you know, I think it's such a money issue because, you know, I've been in situations where I have, you know, thank you, paper wanted boy. to, money ends up being a situation. Money ends up being the situation a lot of times and not being ready, just not feeling ready for that big commitment. And so planning parenthood would actually be dope, but they don't do that. Um, and I really wanna just have an honest critique of these like multi-million dollar like organizations, right? Like these major organizations, they make it so you can't even critique Planned Parenthood or your anti-reproductive uh, rights. No, we think that you should be better. I have been on the record critiquing Roe versus Wade, saying that it's not strong enough. Right and saying that there needs to be more protection, there needs to be aftercare because the you folks talk, talk so much about abortion, but they don't talk about the after effects that are there. And there needs to be more adequate aftercare for folks that even go through this. We really want to help the whole person. I've talked for a while, um, so I'm glad I got this podcast out. It might maybe should be two parts, but. You know, this is for the history books. So, um, yeah, campaign coming soon. It's already out, but it's coming back soon. Make sure you vote today. You have till 9 p.m. Uh, come through the Love Gallery. Come through the Love Gallery. 1254 Myrtle Ave. New merch dropping soon. New album dropping soon. Um, I'm excited about that. What did I say on the one of my songs? I always spit this verse now for people because it's one of my favorite. What did I say? Feel like a god ain't talking Apollo. Drip like Showtime at the Apollo. I got that swagger they follow. Chop gonna sing like Nelly Furtado. New chick looking like Lotto. Wrist looking like Colorado. How I spread love and bravado. Moving is green like it's avocados. Close to the street like one of the potholes. Made this all future like Tyler and Taco. Taylor Designs out in Morocco. All of this paper I look like a stock bro. All of this love. Nowhere to stop though. I feel like Kanye on Life of Pablo. I feel like standing on Kilimanjaro. Remember 
them days we was eating at McDonald's. Now I just did a deal with McDonald's. These rappers is clown like Ronald McDonald. Study my style like they taking finals. Whip it like Akon inside Albano. I'm getting richie. I feel like lying on all of my rituals. They look in trouble, saving the cities and breaking the cycle on Web3. But we going viral. <laughs> Paper. Yeah. It's our time. One love. Uh, thank y'all so much. Yeah, about the 24-7 streams. I will talk about that real quick. I'll answer some of y'all questions. Someone asked, what do we do? That's a good question. They were like, what do we do? You know, we do everything. We do everything. Uh, we do everything, you know? We do everything. Um, we create art. We create culture. We create Thank memories. you, Paperboy. Uh, we create history. Thank you, Fashion, Paperboy. Fashion, design, music, uh, media, we're just like, everything. So that's what we do. As far as the streams, you know, we're gonna talk more about that. Um, that's kind of just a way for you, for like transparency and for you guys to have a, a, a window into what it's like in the Love Gallery. You guys can see that it's real. We want you guys to be able to like, watch what we're doing and kind of check in on me and kind of a way to be like yo like paperboy is so transparent that his space that their space 24 7 you can tap in and see what's going on you can listen in and hear again on um twitch the audio is there so you can even listen in to what we're saying private conversations all of that like i don't know who else is doing that i'm just going to say we're so much in the future like ahead of our time like and it's like all independent all self-funded this is crazy like no one else is going this crazy right now and if they are, salute to them. There's no hate, salute to them. But we're going crazy right now with the with the stuff that we're doing and producing and putting out. And this is like all self-funded. Like, like it's not, it's not many doing this. And and it's just getting started. We're just getting started. New music dropping, new videos. Like, come on now. Like, it's going. We're going crazy. We're going crazy. I <laughs> pay for yeah. Thank y'all so much. Events coming soon. Join our Discord if you like um, uh, what we're talking about, what we're doing. Make sure you join our Discord in bio. Feel free to leave this live or this podcast right now. Join our Discord because we're having a lot of we have a lot of conversations on there. We have meetings on there. We're gonna be restructuring it, but you can post your thoughts on there. If you want to talk to me, I'm more accessible on there and. Um, yeah, so so that can I preview the album? You know what? I will since we've been here this long. I'm going to play you one song from it. Uh what's the song that I want to play from it? This one. This one. Step in the party, they dancing. Whole lot of green like camping. Grandma said I'm handsome. Wanna rock out like handsome. Money like Jay Z grandson. This right here, my anthem, my anthem. This right here, my anthem. Step in the party, they dancing. Hey, everybody on the podcast, I'm dancing. Hey, wanna rock out like handsome. Money like Jay Z grandson. This right here, my anthem, my anthem. This right here, my anthem. Let's go. Step in the party, they dancing. Hey, 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 hey
Listen, it got it to be a facade. Bitch knew about ballin' a mark, Rashad. Listen, it gifted for Lisa Vidal. Whole lot of green like a top on the floor. I get my style, been watching God. Girl, copy my ears like a Nicki Minaj. Ella Cool Pete, I've been watching Tom. Got me a tank, little big on the rod. Sounding like Goop Troop, they be like, Nick, like Drake and Josh. Ain't no massage. I saw the lettuce, I saw the squad. If you out in Brooklyn, you probably should squad. In the party they dancing, whole lot of green like camping. Grandma said I'm dancing, but I got like Hanson, money like Jay Z. This right here my anthem, my anthem. This right here my anthem. Hey. This right here my anthem. Step in the party they dancing. Step in the party they. Whoa. Hey, work. Yeah, so that's one. Um, that's one I like. Wait, I might play y'all this one and smoke to it. What's this one? Uh, I got another one I like. Where is it? It's like it's it's more of a like emotional one. Uh, I it's called I gave a hug to the plug. Where is it? Oh, here it is, right under. Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to spread love, but they want me to thug. I'm trying to spread love, but they want me to thug. I'm trying to spread love, but they want me to thug. Cause you know, gangsta, you just need a hug. Pimp boy, I gave a hug and a plug. Trying to spread love, they weren't giving no love. Trying to spread love, they weren't giving no love. I'm trying to spread love, but they want me to thug. I'm trying to spread love, but they want me to thug. Trying to spread love, but they want me to thug. They wanna see you doing good, but never better than them. After that, they wanna tear you down. Bring on stress, it'll wear you down. Like Mansa Musa, I wear the crown. Got a lawyer named Sarah Brown. Saying that patience paramount. I'm trying to make moves like a paramount. I have problems, I air them out. I spend a fair amount on generic rounds. All this knowledge I handed down. Why y'all looking, just stand around. It's not my words, that's their account. We're spreading love and sharing I whipped in, oh, I'm staring out. You see the evolution since the paper route. Big bus, spacious house, sailboat. I take it out, give me one chance, and I'm gonna make I was in the hood, so I'd make it out. Hey. I was in the hood, so I'd make it out. Hey. I'm trying to spread love, but they want me to thug. I'm trying to spread love, but they want me to thug. I'm trying to spread love, but they want me to thug. I'm trying to spread love, but they want me to thug. He ain't no gangster, he just need a hug. Pick me I gave it love to a plug. Trying to spread love, they won't give me no love. I'm trying to spread love, they won't give me no love. I'm trying to spread love, they won't give me no love. I'm trying to spread love, but they want me to thug. I'm trying to spread love, but they want me to thug. I'm trying to spread love, but they want me to thug. He ain't no gay, so he just need a hug. Paperboy, I give a hug and a plug. Uh, you ain't giving no love. Uh, they wanna see you doing good, but never better than them. After that, they wanna tear you down. Bring on stress, it'll wear you down. Like Mansa Musa, I wear the crown. Got a lawyer named Sarah Brown. Said that patience is paramount. Trying to make moves like paramount. I had problems, I aired them out. Spend a fair amount on generic nouns. All this knowledge I handed down. Why y'all look and just stand around? It's not my words, that's their account. Show what spreading love and sharing's about. 
I whipped in, now I'm staring out. You see the evolution since the paper route, big bus, spacious house, spell boat, I take it out. Give me one chance and I'm going to make it count because I was in the hood, so I'm going to make it out. Hey, I was in the hood, so I'm going to make it out. <laughs> I paid for it, yeah. Yo, thanks for checking out this podcast. Um, Paperboy Prince podcast. Paperboyprince.com. Check that out. Paperboyprince.shop for merch. I love you all so much. Uh, we talked about a lot of real stuff in here, man. I, like, like they were like, yeah, you didn't talk about this. You don't ever support this. I'm like, you don't listen to the Paperboy Prince podcast, clearly, because we put out this info and we give it raw and consistently. So, um, thank y'all. Much appreciated. Yes, music videos coming for each song. I'm dropping music videos soon. Actually, speaking of, since we got some time, I got some, um, like, a bunch of remixes, too. A bunch that are just, like, rare remixes of just stuff that you all wouldn't expect. Um, so a lot of that is coming, too. You know? Like, I, what is that? I have my... I did my uh, City of Gods remix. I want to do that verse for y'all. So we're doing music videos for all of those. You know what I mean? For the remixes, too. This is Paperboy, the love prince, be honest, who does this? Start and change whole governments, flow hot, I need a Spread the love and fell in love with it, need a leak tweet, then publish it. Dressed around like Republicans, get the buzz up and bubble. Get the money up and start doubling, know me overseas like doubling. We got fake ideas like big loving, my NFTs went public. The city said they loved it, we outside, we hugging. Starting up the discussion, they impressing me, they bugging. Yeah, so we we dropping a bunch soon. New videos, new music. I'm shooting and producing a lot of them. We're having other folks. Thank out you, Paperboy. So, yeah. I should go. I'll talk to y'all soon. Shout out, hop the train. Ha <laughs> ha, Paper. Yeah, one love, peace.